everyone. Sorry I didn't post again yesterday. Um, I was busy cleaning with the rest of my family. I could not post again. Um, so, I've finally gotten some time to myself. Today, I'm going to be doing a Hawks ex Shiva listener smut. So, if you don't know what smut is, it's pretty much sexual content. Um, if you are uncomfortable with that, um, don't listen. I'm sorry. I don't know when it's going to take place in this uh, podcast, so I don't know yet, because I literally just pretty much talk. I don't have it written down anywhere. I'm not reading it. I'm just, it comes to my head. I'm just sitting there and thinking it while it's happening. So, anyways. Um, and this, you have graduated from UA and you are a pro hero. Um, I'm going to use the same quirk I did last time in my Tokiomi X Shive listener, so that one's like, I'm going to use Demon Mind again. Um, I don't know why. It just took me a while to figure out, like, a good quirk. And I just feel like that one's a really fun one to work off of. So, I'm going to use that one. Um, I'm not going to tell you all the plot just because I really don't know it right now. Um, but anyways, please enjoy. Um, I do plan on posting more today. I'm probably going to um, post Shin's my combined Shinzo's Jiro, um, my other Shinzo and Bakugo, if I can, so, yeah, um, please enjoy, let's get this thing rolling. You're flying over Tokyo on patrol, like you usually do. Nothing usually happens in this part of town, just because nobody really lives out here. All of a sudden, you see blue flames shoot up out of nowhere. You know the only person who has blue flames. Dobby. You mutter to yourself. You quickly fly down. Dobby, stop! You yell. He looks at you and smiles. Oh, hey, Wyan. What are you doing around here? I'm on patrol, you say, doing finger quotations. Nobody figured out that you were the UA traitor, as they like to call it. You've been part of the LOV ever since you were seven, when your father was killed by heroes. Specifically, Endeavor. The LOV took you in, and you've been friends with them ever since. You didn't want to have to fight Dobby, and thankfully you knew that there was no cameras in this district area. Stop it. I don't want to fight you, Dobby. goes, calm down, Lion. You look at him in a confused glance. Stay out of my patrol areas. I have my times written down. Come here after, because I don't feel like dealing with you. He sends another blast of blue flames, and you suddenly hear wings. Crap, you think. The one hero who knew Stabby for his former self, besides you. Hawks, you think. He flies down and says... Hero Dragon. I'm sorry, I, I just thought that one. Hero Dragon, what's happening? Um, you, you mutter to yourself. You have to think quickly. Dobby's attacking this abandoned town. You think as quickly as possible. Thankfully, Doc Hawks doesn't think twice about your hesitation. I'll help. You shake your head. No, I've got him. 
you quickly detach your crown from your hip and put it on. Your horns have grown significantly since high school. They're over a foot tall now and are still not done growing. Your wings have expanded by three feet in height and width. And length. Sorry. Not width. Um, your wings fly out, flutter out carefully, giving you a little bit of height. You look Dobby dead in the eyes. Enough, you say. You quick, you simply make him sit down, sit down on his knees and his hands out. You put the cuffs you keep with you on him, knowing that tonight you're just going to have to break him out of jail again. You very simply put a bag over his head, knowing that he's going to puke because he hates heights. And pick him up bridal style. I'll take him to the jail, you say simply. I always forget how powerful your quirk is, Wyan. Quit using my real name out during work hours, Hawks, you say. He just shrugs his shoulders. Hey, by the way, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? Before you can deny, before you can turn him down, he quickly says, The cafe in mid-Tokyo downtown. I'll see you there. 8 p.m. Sharp. Wear something nice. He quickly flies off. Of course. As you take Dobby to the jail about a little while before, you take the bag off his head. You idiot, you say. He shrugs his shoulders. We both know that Shigaraki is just going to bust me out again tonight. Yes, we do know that. But you know what I also know? I know that you're an idiot, you say. So, you very simply toss him up in the air, grab his ankles, and make him hang upside down while y'all are flying. He, be- he begins screaming in rage. Why in? Stop it. Right now. Flip me back. It's like, you smirk to yourself. Guess you've learned not to say put me down. He rolls his eyes. Please. Oh, fine. You say. You flip him back up bridal style. I put the bag back over his head. Now don't puke. I don't feel like having to clean my wings again. You get to the jail and you turn him in. He's charged once again with a lifetime sentence. He's put in his usual cell. And you fly off. You look at the time. It's already 6 p.m. Of course. You decide not to show up Doc's Hawks. And you decide that you might as well go. You fly back to your place for a quick shower. You put on a ruby red dress. That goes down to your mid-thighs. It's a halter top. So it's a halter dress, so it's much easier to, it's much harder to put on. Or much easier to put on, sorry. Um, you quickly close your wings together and take your tiara and put it in its usual strap. You keep your tiara with you everywhere these days.
You carefully allow your horns to shrink just a little bit, but only because you're no longer having to use your quirk for the rest of the night. You apply ruby red lipstick that matches the dress and the tint in your wings, and then you put on black eyeshadow to match the rims of your wings. You look absolutely stunning, and you smile to yourself. Your skin is naturally a very gorgeous color, and you don't really have to wear any form of makeup if you don't want to. Your hair is black and flowy, and you decide not to put it up tonight. You braid two small sections in the front that just sit atop the rest of your hair. You move your bangs to the side as to show both of your eyes. Your eyes are their usual black color. After using your quirk so much with the tiara, your eyes just became fully black instead of their green. They turn green only when you're happy now. Or only when something good is going to happen now. You very quickly slip on red heels and continue to walk out. You look at the time. Crap, it's 7.30. You know that you can't walk all the way there now. So you flutter out your wings knowing that if you fly fast enough, if you fly, you'll be able to get there with five minutes to spare. You fly, not particularly fast, just so that way you don't risk messing up your hair. You land in front of the cafe to see Hawk standing there. He's wearing a black suit with a, a crimson red tie, the same color as his wings. You blush slightly and then curse yourself for letting for letting your desires get the best of you. There you are, Wyan, he says. You smile and walk towards him. Hello, Takami. I think that's his last name. Anyways, hello, you say in response. Are you ready? You nod. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't, you say simply. You'll begin to walk, knowing that all the fancy restaurants are down this way. You know, you don't have to take me anywhere fancy, you say simply. You and Hawks have been flirtatious throughout your entire careers. When you graduated, he was 20 and you were 18, so it made it much easier. Y'all were very, very quickly became the best of friends considering your quirks. After Shinzo had moved to the U.S. in order to take up heroing there, he wrote you every day, texted you, and called you at least once every night. You got used to the schedule, though you missed your best friend. You were still very happy. You had gotten, you had been an intern with Hawks for your internship during UA. Y'all had, had quickly become friends, and you were able to easily keep up with him, thanks to your wings. But tonight, he wasn't his usual overly flirtatious self. 
He was actually being genuine and sincere. This, you aren't used to seeing this side of him. He very simply smile and blush as he shoots you a quick glance and then quickly looks away. He says, all right, now close your eyes. You close your eyes, not knowing which restaurant he's going to walk you into. You feel his hand slip around your waist as he guides you into a restaurant. Okay, he says. You can open them. You open your eyes to see the most gorgeous restaurant you'd ever seen. It wasn't quite like Tokyo, but it wasn't quite like any other place either. It had waterfalls made at waterfalls made into the walls and when you everywhere you looked you were led by a path of stone and flowers on the edges he said i got a reservation at the new at this new restaurant i hope you enjoy <laughs> you couldn't help but smile you both very carefully you very carefully continue following him You'll get to your reservation table. It's rather romantic. And you smile as you look around at all the fairy lights. Even though you're wearing heels, you're still about three inches shorter than him. He had always teased you about it when you were younger, but now he didn't dare. As you both sat down, you thought you, thought you saw a camera flash. Dang paparazzi. You mutter. Oh no. He said, shaking his head. That's our complimentary photo, silly. Y'all are both handed an immediate printout photo. And you look at it. You smile. As you're looking up at the fairy lights, and Hawks is looking at you with some emotion filled in your eyes that you've never seen anyone look at you like before. What were you thinking? You asked. What do you mean? You hand him the picture. You have a look in your eyes. What were you thinking about? Don't worry about it, Ryan. The waitress very the waitress very quickly then brings you a bottle brings the, the bottle of champagne and two glasses. You smile up at her. Do you mind if I have some wine instead? Of course not. Miss uh, Miss Dragon, what kind? You think to yourself, just red wine, please. She quickly ushers off and brings you a bottle of red wine. Thank you, you say simply. He looks at the bottle, then back at you and shakes his head. I still don't see how you drink that stuff. You shrug. Same way you drink champagne. He says, yeah, but you can drink champagne, too. And you said, well, I can drink champagne, but I prefer wine. He rolls his eyes. We both know that we both prefer beer. Shh. He say playfully, putting a finger over his mouth. Nobody else is supposed to know that, silly. He begins to chuckle. You smile and lean back. Oh, in your seat. 
So what was your real reason for bringing me out tonight? You only bring me out when you need something. He rolls his eyes. I really just wanted to see you. I haven't been able to line up our patrols in a while. That's true. You say, your hand combs through your hair, hitting one of your horns. It sends a, a cold chill through your entire body. You hated it when you did that. You quickly reposition your hand and then comb your fingers through your hair. He looks at you. You look gorgeous. You blush and look away and nod. Thank you. He say quietly. Y'all drink, laugh, and talk all night. Eventually, once y'all have eaten dinner, y'all walk to the bar across the street. As you walk in, you both hand the bo- the bouncers your IDs. This was it. An exquisite top heroes only beer bar. You knew that just because you had helped open it, you'd sent plenty of funding f- towards it just because you didn't like having to go out to a bar and deal with all sorts of odd people trying to dance with you and take advantage of you. You walked inside. It was built like an old Roman building, but it was absolutely amazing. There were speakers built into the pillars. And you both walked over to the pool table. That's two out of three, you say. He smirks. Sure. You laugh. Bitch, I can drink more than you. He shakes his head. We both know we can. I can hold my liquor much better than you. You roll your eyes. No, you can't. He says, oh yeah? Well, then we'll prove it. He calls the waiter over. And orders three bottles of tequila. All you can help, the only thing you can help thinking of is crap. You're going to be hammered by the end of this. He hands you a shot glass filled with tequila and you quickly take it. The first shot is always the worst. You shake your head slightly. Thankfully, he doesn't notice. And then you slam it down on the side. Alright, let's play. Y'all remove the triangle thingy. I'm sorry, I don't know what it's called. Y'all remove the triangle thingy from the ball. From the set of balls. And you set the cue ball. Ladies first, you say. He smirks. Why, thank you. You both laugh. He then hands you another shot before I shoot it. He pots the cue ball and three stripes. Well, looks like your stripes. You say to him, looks like I am. You smirk and grab the cue ball from the hole and then very simply aim it perfectly at a solid. You get four solids into the hole before you miss. You then very simply hand him the stick you downed three shots while, while this during this round. You pour yourself another one and shoot it back. By the end of the first game, you had won at with ease, and he still had four stripes to go. 
he had potted the cue ball twice in total, and it hit two of your balls. You shrugged. You had both gone through, the t- together, the two of you had gone through a bottle and a half of tequila. You felt woozy, but y'all continued to play. You had won three to three, three to nothing by the end of it. Y'all were both completely uh, downed a total of four tequila bottles and were completely hammered. You knew that Hawks could hold his liquor much better than you could, and he was still standing straight and walking just fine. You were a giggling mess. You had finally let your composure down, and you were actually having fun. You looked at the time. It's 11. You begin trying to walk, but you trip over your own foot and begin to fall. Hawks catches you in a dip. Easy there, Ryan. He says, lifting you up. My place is closer. Why don't you stay the night in mine? You nod your head. But only this once, you slur. He smiles. We'll see about that. You know that you had stayed the night at his place at least twice just because of your patrols or because of the fact that you were absolutely hammered and couldn't get home. Every time you had ended up sleeping in the guest bedroom with him and his and the master. You just couldn't help but think this time was going to be different. He very simply, instead of helping you walk, picked you up bridal style and began to fly. You giggled. You didn't know why, but when he when you were the one being carried instead of flying, it was much more fun. Just you couldn't pin up pin it why, but it was enjoyable. When y'all got to his apartment, he set you down on the balcony, putting in the pin code to the sliding glass doors and opening the door for you. You stumbled inside, trying to keep your composure, but had lost it hours ago. As you stumble, as he Shuts the door behind and locks. As he shuts and locks the door behind you both, he then turns on the lights. You can never get over how neat his place is. Well, except for the fact that there's feathers everywhere every once in a while. A couch and a love seat are facing each other with a glass table in between them. The bar is connected to the kitchen, and you both know that he has all kinds of alcohol behind it. He keeps a special bottle of red wine for you whenever you come. You know, then there's the bathroom in between the master and the guest bedroom. He, you very quickly begin trying to stump, trying to walk over to at least the couch, but you stop halfway and take off your heels, shrinking back to your normal height. You sigh out, knowing that. He's about five inches taller than you now. You're about six inches taller than you now. You very simply walk over to the couch and sit down. He sits next to you. Want a glass of water? He asks. You nod lightly, trying to put everything back into focus. 
Before you know it, he's handing you a glass of water. You go to take it with one hand, and he very quickly sets down his own glass and grabs your other hand, making you carry the glass with both. I'm not cleaning water up. He says... You shrug and begin to sip your water as he does the same. You lean your head on his shoulder calmly calmly, and continue to sip your water. When you finish your glass, you very carefully stand up. Now having a little bit of composure back, you walk over to the sink and set the glass in there. And it Look back over at Hawks. He's sitting with on the couch with his arm on the back of it and his legs open slightly. Your desires get the best of you and you don't even care at this point. You walk over to him and sit on his lap. Your legs straddling his waist. Wyan, he says, blushing. You're drunk, he says. I would not do this if I were you. You roll your eyes. I may be drunk, but I know that I've wanted since I was 18. You say very simply. He says, since you were 18? He stops and thinks about it. You're now 26. And he's now 28. He looks at you. You've wanted me. He says, pointing at himself since you were 18. You nod. Wayne, that's eight years. You nod again. He goes to say something else, but you quickly wrap your arms around his neck and kiss him. Long and passionate. He hesitates for a moment, but then kisses you back. It becomes a battle of tongues, but eventually you give in, letting him dominate you. You hear his glass clink onto the glass table as he very carefully pushes you down onto the couch. Now laying on your back with one of his knees in between your legs, your arms wrapped around his neck and his hands pinned next to your waist and right next to your head. You break the kiss panting and look up at him. Damn, you're a good kisser, he mumbled. He smirks. Let's continue this elsewhere. You smile as he very simply Picks you up and tosses you over his shoulder, having his arm right in the bend of your knee to make sure that you don't fall. He carries you into the master bedroom and slings you down onto the, down onto the bed. You just you start laughing as your wings slightly flutter out. He gets on top of you again after taking off his blade and blazer and his button up. You blush as you look down at his hot as 
at his defined and sculpted abdomen. Not abdomen. I'm sorry. Torso. Your hands go up to his shoulders and run all the way down. Your fingers bumping lightly every time you hit one of his packs. Like what you see, baby bird? He says, smirking down at you. You blush at the nickname, and then he very quickly leans down and begins kissing you again. You don't know him, but slowly he had trailed all the way down to your neck, leaving hickeys and love bites as he went. You reached your hands up behind your neck and lifted up slightly. You undid your halter top. And as the strap slid down, he very slowly pulled the dress down the rest of the way. You had a bra on and underwear, and that was it. Your bra, a lacy red with no straps, and your underwear the same shade of lace. He stops for a minute and looks you up and down. You blush slightly and look away. Fuck, he said. If I'd known you were going to be this good, I would have brought you home sooner. You quickly snap back and look at him. He begins kissing down your body. Your hands wander up and down his torso until you reach the button on his pants. You look up at him as if asking for permission. He smirks. He smirks. Go ahead, baby bird. You quickly unbutton his pants and undo the fly. You know that you have the strength to flip him, and you do so, and you do just that. You smirk down at him. My turn. You say. Rip his pants off. And very simply look at his toned, the toned muscles in his leg and chest. Now that you have a better view. You immediately attack his collarbone and begin kissing down his torso. His hands travel to your, travel to, to your waist and then slide up to your back. Unclipping your bra. He very quickly tosses it to the side. With your cleavage now hanging out, you begin to blush, but continue. He then very quickly sits up with you and sits you on his lap, looking at you. Are you sure? He asks. You smile tenderly at him and nod. Yes, you say. Good, he says. He kisses you passionately, his hand tangling in your hair. Your legs quickly tighten around his back, tighten and loop around his back. He flips you both around again, but this time 
two of his feathers pin your wrists above his head, above your head. You look at it. You look up at him. Cheater, you say. Ain't cheating if he ain't trying, baby bird, he says. You hadn't heard that saying in years. You, you smile at it, though. He very quickly continues working his way back, leaving a hickey in the valley between your breasts. He continues working, working just on your upper body. He begins to suck on one of your nipple as one of your nipples as he massages the other. You moan out, not trying to. Not meaning to. He stops and looks up at you. Damn, he whispers. That was the sexiest thing I've ever heard. He says, and then continues. You blush at it. When you were like going up to his side. Wrapping around his back again. His hand quickly... His other hand quickly works its way down to your panty line. He looks up at you as if for approval. When you nod at him, he quickly sends two more feathers to slide your underwear down. You blush and look away as he stops working on your upper body and looks down and begins to observe your entire body. Damn, you're a hot baby bird, he says. He now switches sides and is sucking on your other nipple while massaging the other one. His hand wanders down and begins to play with your opening. You went out. Giggle. You moan out. He stops, and you can see his entire face just turn to be red. Oh, someone's a little sensitive. He says. He very quickly stops and moves down. Picks your legs up and throws them over his shoulders. He looks down at you. Dang, baby bird. The next thing you know, his tongue is inside of you. You're a moaning mess, even though you tried to contain your composure. With all of your dignity and composure lost, you run your hands quickly into his hair. Ugh, sorry. Your fingers quickly find his hair, pulling and tugging as you try not to hurt him. As he continues, both of his hands are on your are on your hips. 
Your legs are both thrown over his shoulders, and he's not leading you out. You're about to reach your climax when he stops. You look down at him as he begins to crawl back up your butt. This time, you flip him over again. You quickly look up at him and kiss his cheek. And then you, and then allow your hands in a very seductive way to slide down his body and into the rim of his boxers. You were going slow, but now you just said to heck with it and rip them off of him. As you look down at his manhood, dang, is all you can think. Mama, you going to work? Grandma's on the phone upstairs if you want to go talk to her. Okay. I don't know for how long, though. Okay. I need to set something out. Mm. And then I can go to work. Got it. I'll be back later. I get off at 4.15, I think. Okay. 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 Love you, Mama. You've already done your laundry. Have yes. you had a shower this weekend? No, I planned on doing that last night, but I didn't get to, so I'll do it um, in a little bit. Okay. I love you. Love you, too. Have a good day. I will. Sorry, guys. That was my mom. She left. I'm not getting caught talking about this with her because she's highly religious anyways um how's that all right you say to heck with going slow and you rip his boxers off of him you stared down at his manhood dang he was huge you then very quickly position yourself right on top of him you look up his face is a blushing mess, but he's looking down at you very, very subtly. You smirk and take the, enti- the entirety of him in your mouth. You moan as the tip of him hits the back of your throat. Fuck. He said he groans out. You begin to very quickly swirl your tongue around his dick and give him a blowjob. You don't know him, but eventually his hand found your head and was making you move faster and faster. You didn't want him to meet his climax just yet. So when you feel that he was about to reach his climax... You very simply force yourself up and looked at him. Fuck, baby bird, why'd you stop? He says. You smile. 
Guess. Okay, let you have all the fun. He say. He frowns at this and then very quickly pulls you up on top of him and then flips you both again. The next thing you know, you feel one of his his middle finger inside of you. You moan out as it was unexpected. Damn, baby bird, already so wet. Damn, you're tight. You had had a few flings in your day. A few flings when you first come out of high school, but nothing like this. He then inserted two fingers. You moaned out at the un- at the unexpected as it was unexpected. You arch your back up into him. He then very quickly begins to scissor you. You moan out once again as you can't contain it. And then he pulls his fingers out. He then very simply stares down at you. You ready, baby bear? He says. You smile and nod. You've been waiting for this for eight years. You think to yourself, don't let it stop now. He then very simply positioned himself and then the next and then rams into you. You can't contain it anymore and you moan long and loud. And somewhere within that was his name and fuck You then You then very quickly Immediately, like, her hands trail up to his neck and then into his hair. He looks down at you. You okay, baby bird? He says. You can hear concern. You can hear concern slightly edging his voice. You wait a minute and then you nod. He begins to move at a achingly slow place, pace. You arch your back up into him as your breasts collide with his chest. Oh, sorry. Ugh. You're moaning enough as you beg for him to go faster. Hear about that, baby bird? He says, and you nod. Please, Diego, please. He says, damn, if you beg like that, I have no choice. He begins to move faster. You're moaning, miss, and with every thrust, you can feel yourself reaching your climax, as you know he's doing the same. You feel, oh, sorry, your hands tighten in his hair, 
as your arms wrap around his neck. Diego, you say, I'm gonna. Not yet, baby bird. He grounds out. Wait, hold out for me. He stutters out. He, qu he quickens his pace like no ordinary human being could. And as he groans, you feel your waves, you orgasm with waves and waves flowing through you as you can feel himself come inside of you. Fuck, baby bird, he says. He says, "Our new sex feels that good." He smirks. You're absolute. You still have some go in you, but other than that, you're pretty much exhausted. You're a good baby bird. You smile up at him as he rolls next to you. That's just round one. You feel your stomach knot together. You're like, fuck. And you mumble, fuck, I'm not going to be able to walk. Good thing you don't have patrol for the next week. He says. He gets up and walks over to his closet and opens it. He disappears into the walk-in closet for a second and then returns with the chest. Close your eyes and pick one. Pick a number one through three. You pick two. Then you feel him set three things next to you. All right, pick again. Three, you say. You feel him pick two things up and put them away. And then you're left with the last thing next to you. You look over. It's a gag ball. Fuck. You think to yourself. You chose not me. He says. You very simple. You very quickly sit up and allow him to put it on you. Ready, baby bird? You nod slightly. He rolls you over onto your back and then forces you up onto your hands and knees. He rolls you over onto your stomach and then forces you up onto your hands and knees. He's on his knees behind you and says, and says, are you ready? You nod as you feel him slam into you again. You try to moan, but, but you're blocked by the big rubber ball in your mouth. You can't close your mouth around it, but you still try and suck on it. 
as he rams into you harder and faster with every, with every thrust, hitting your G-spot every time. I couldn't help but think, damn, this feels so good. All you can possibly think. As he continues, the only thing on your mind is how you're supposed to walk the next day. You didn't even realize either one of you are reaching your climax. But the next thing you know, you collapse. You orgasm again as you feel his release inside of you. Damn, baby bird. It's so good. It says... Ready for another round? You reach your hands up behind your head and undo the gag ball. You then smile. Sure, but not with this. He smiles. Alright, fine. We can pick a different toy. This time, you pick the number one and then two. Pick the number one twice. And then you see that you've picked markers. You've heard about this king and you don't necessarily care much for it. But. You shrug. Why not? As he begins to thrust into you every time. You moan out his name or moan out a word. He writes another word somewhere on you. By the time you both reach release, you've got a word on each hip where it's across from in between the valley between your breasts all the way down to your belly button and all over your arms. You know you can't walk, but you want to see what they say. So as he pulls out, you look up at him. What did they say? See for yourself, baby bird. He picks you up and carries you to the, the giant walk-in closet. As you and you look at a full body mirror. In between your breasts says Kiegos. Then on your arm says stay away. And then the other arm says she's taken. One hip says baby bird and the other hip says good girl. You didn't realize it, but he had written on your neck too. One hand said choke, it said choke me. You smile. How'd you know? He follows your eyes to see where you're looking. Just a hunch, he says, smiling. you turn around in his arms and wrap your arms up around his neck. Round three, you say smiling. Sure. Sorry, round four, he says. You say, if you're up for it, I got control for a week and I can still fly. You said smiling. 
He carries you back to the bedroom. You both commence in another four rounds, hitting a total of seven. You didn't know someone could orgasm seven times, and your body is shaking with sensitivity. You carefully curl up into a ball against Diego as he then wraps his arms around your waist and you look up at him. He looks down at you and smiles. Fuck your good baby bird. You smile up at him and kiss him. He puts his hand, he wraps his arms around you as you slowly drift off into sleep. The next morning when you wake up, Diego is still there. He's propped up on one arm and is looking down at you. Good morning, baby bird, he says. Sleep well? You nod, inhaling his scent. Come on, you need a shower and so do I. And I need to wash these sheets. You giggle lightly. Okay, but you're going to have to carry me. He says, oh, come on, try to walk. You roll your eyes, and you roll away from it as you try to roll away from him. But his arms catch you. But one arm catches around your waist and pulls you back towards him. On second thought, don't try that, he says. He rolls off the bed with the both of you and carries you bridal style into the shower. Thankfully, the shower has a seat in it, and you're able to sit down. He helps you wash your back and your legs. And scrubs the shampoo in your hair. You couldn't help but feel like you were being spoiled. As y'all got out, you were able to dry yourself off, but you didn't have any clothes. So with Diego's help, you raid his closet. You take one of his giant t-shirts and a pair of his sweatpants, and put on one of his hoodies. As you are now comfortable, you stumble into the living room and sit on the couch. Diego's in the kitchen, making something. You shrug your shoulders and lay down, looking at the giant flat-screen TV. You flick it on and begin to watch some movie that you've never seen before. It's about, you've been watching for about 20 minutes when he walks back into the kitchen. Well, fuck, baby bird. You look hot in my clothes. You smile. Key! You say excitedly. He looks down at you and picks you up. Want some breakfast? Your eyes begin to glimmer as you nod happily. He carries you over to the bar where he sits you down on one of the stools. You commence in eating bacon, eggs, and pancakes. You eat every bite, commencing at four pancakes, three strawberries, syrup, butter, five pieces of bacon, and at least three eggs.
and you're happily full. Say here, I'll do the dishes. You cook. You smile as you stumble out of your, out of the stool, and try to stumble around the bar. No, you're not. He says, easily picking you up and putting you back on the couch. Continue to watch your movie. I'll do the dishes. But he, you whine. He boops your nose. You can do them next time. You frown at him. But knowing that you can't chase after him, you just sit there and continue to watch the movie. When he finishes with the dishes, he walks, he sits on the couch next to you and wraps his arms around you, cuddling you. You smile and snuggle into his warmth. You then roll over and look up at him. So I'm yours? He nods. If anybody tries to take you, there will be nothing left of them. He says, you smile. I'm yours then. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I know this is a lot longer than normal. Um, and the reason I'm wrapping it up so soon and not ending with something super gooey or anything like that is because um, apparently the maximum recording time on this is 60 minutes. And I'm at 57 minutes and 50 seconds. So I really hope you enjoyed. I will post again here in just a few in a little bit um because of course i do have to record it um next one is shinzo for riley f4f with um kennedy the next one will not have smuts will probably be back to its normal length um but yeah i really hope you guys enjoyed um i will see y'all next time bye